Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Because I Said So, a podcast by dads, for dads, and about dads bringing Dad Nation insight, entertainment, and a voice. We come to you tonight with, uh, I guess, about 20-ish years of experience, right? Nine? No, no. my daughter just <laughs> turned 13. But, 13? Uh, Holy shit. Two days ago. Okay, I'm way off, yeah. Uh, so over 20 <laughs> years of experience. Uh, you know Jason. Jason was on the first couple episodes. Say hello, Jason. Hey, everybody. Uh, we also got a new guy tonight. Trent, say hello. Hey, guys. Trent, tell us your deal. What, uh, tell us about your kid and your dad experience. Well, uh, my boy is Bentley. He's about four years old. Uh, be five in August. Uh, I am a, a single dad, and so it's just kind of me and him for the last few years. So that's that's really about all the experience I have as far as uh, dad years. So you're Jason just a handful of years ago. Single guys, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Never been married. It's the life, man. Have you been married, Trent? Uh, we were engaged, and then uh, it got broke off uh, very, very close to the wedding. So ah. I kind of, I guess, dodged that bullet. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> you were the one that broke it off, or she was? Uh, the the guy that she met online was the one that kind of oh. initiated the break off. So yeah, Yikes. that'll that'll do it. <laughs> is, she, is, she, is she is she not involved in the child's life? Uh, it's, it's a really, uh, it's technically a 60-40 split. And what's, what's um, your social security number? It's. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry for digging too deep. I just, it's a, it's a, everyone's got a unique situation and to try to get your uh, perspective, I think it, it's important to know where you're coming from. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I have no problem talking about it. I think, um, you know, it's. It's kind of one of the things that's defined, I guess, my my vision as a dad and how I react and treat my son. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of that um, part-time parent uh, or, or single parent navigation that we all have to do when we have, uh, you know, uh, separated from our you know old significant other or the, the child's other parent and that kind of life that you have to lead. So it's definitely... Um, gives you a, a sense of, like you said, perspective that, you know, people in a, a nuclear family don't necessarily have, so. Yeah, and I mean, that's the whole point of this show, is to get people kind of from different backgrounds, different uh, inputs about fatherhood and all, you know, all that stuff that that entails, but, uh, so yeah, honesty is, uh, yeah, we'll dig deep, and that should be encouraged. Right, are you the 60 or the 40? I'm the 60, okay. yeah, and, and, and the 40... Um, is a really light 40. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, um, it's a very unique situation. To say the least. Do, you have, do you have a lot of family support locally? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. My family's huge uh, in in kind of the entire have been in the entire process from uh, you know the the night we kind of found out that we were pregnant through the you know engagement through the breakup through all of the court stuff. You know, they've mm-hmm. been a, a huge kind of you know pivot point in making sure that I come out on the other side sane. Wow. Yeah, and you work third shift, right? Yeah, twelve hours. Um, third shift, kind of a block schedule. That's got to very s- introduce some complications, though, when it comes to childcare, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. So that was like the biggest part of our our custody case in in general, and that's what drug it out. Like it was like a seven month haul on just the scheduling, and um, basically what it breaks down to is. With my schedule being so unique as far as the the rotation, it's kind of like a locked rotation every six weeks. It's the same. Um, it, it more or less just focuses every day that I have off, I have my son. Every day that I work, she has him. And it's a really weird, like, I mean, like today I got off or I got up yesterday at three o'clock in the afternoon and I haven't slept yet because it's a transition day. Oh, so I'm, I'm off. And so I've stayed up all night. And then stayed up all day because I have to switch back to first shift Holy to shit. have my son. Have so. you ever worked third shift, Jason? Um, I worked in hospitality and hotels uh, mm-hmm. for about a decade. And um, thankfully, I never had to work that shift. But I, I, occasionally, I would pop in to help out or to to do whatever. But never consistently have I worked third shift, thankfully. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I did about a year at Kinko's. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> over uh, when I was in college uh, or sort of. During a, I took a kind of a break from college for a Locally while. Locally here? At yeah, the, the Peoria one. Okay. Uh, and I fucking loved it. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was the greatest thing on earth, except for what Trent was just talking about, like the transition of... Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, life happens during the day most of the time. And if, oh, absolutely. You know, you miss a lot by sleeping through it. The and, freaks come out at night, right? <laughs> yeah. And I, <laughs> let me ask you this. I, I saw, uh, over the summer, I saw Chris Kattan at um, the Jukebox, mm-hmm. and he was terrible. <laughs> but uh, but someone was like... Um, goat boy, isn't he? The goat boy? No, that was Jim Brewer. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Get your awful characters right. Um, <laughs> no, but like uh, someone at work was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah my uh, my friend or something works at FedEx. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris Kattan came in there, and he was making a bunch of copies like of his head shots yeah and they're like no you can't do that you can't make copies of photos or something he's like no this it's okay it's me and he's right. like and I was like, oh, so I'm, i guess my question is what what's some i know it's not necessarily dad related but do you see some weird stuff at night at kinko's oh unbelievable yes i after the show i'll have to uh we're gonna go way off topic here i'm gonna have to show you this because i kept it this has been <laughs> this has been uh how old am i now i'm 39 this has been 20 years ago uh this guy came in third shift super mm-hmm. late at night i'm the only one working there and he had a pile of papers like 150 pages thick and it's a conspiracy novel okay and it's like newspapers with you know redacted portions and scriptures and you know bible verses and a lot of it is handwritten some is obviously typed on a typewriter and uh so he had me make two copies and i did and uh as i was checking him out he's like uh he's like did you did you read this i was like no i didn't i didn't read it and he's like, I have, a, I have a hard time believing you didn't read this manual that you're making copies of. And I was like, dude, I'm telling you, I didn't read the thing. And he's like, you should have. You should have read it. There's important stuff in here. And I was like, well, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take your word for it. You were screwed either way, whether you said yeah. yes or no. <laughs> no there was no right answer, I don't think. He, he walked into that situation with a loaded question. Yeah. yeah for sure. So uh, I rang him up for the two copies. And he's like, he's like, hey, look at this. He opened his mouth. No teeth in his mouth. 
And I was like, whoa. He's like, yeah, I pulled him out. <laughs> I was like, that's, why did you do that? Are you, is your foot on the silent alarm <laughs> right then? <laughs> no, he looked like a re- relatively innocuous kind of guy. You know, I, I would not have expected this conversation. Good Lord. And uh, he's just like, that's, that's how they track you, the teeth. It's in the teeth. I was just like, oh, okay, man. And followed by, you know, about five minutes of conversation where I'm just sort of like nodding along and he's yeah. just saying the craziest shit you've ever heard. And uh, as he's leaving, he's like, hey, you know what? You keep one of these. This is for you. And he, and he you still have it. Copy, and I still have it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's the weirdest story. But then another guy came in about weekly and he would copy little, they were about the size of a playing card. And it was uh, Mary, like the Virgin Mary. But she'd uh, pulled over her skirt and you could see her. It was like a, a basic instinct move, you know. Oh, you okay. See, yeah, yeah. You could see it all. Naughty bits. Yeah, the naughty bits. Uh, so yeah, that was. Uh, I think those were the two that stand out. Uh, Trent, how do you how do people track you through your teeth? Uh, well, I would I would have to assume that it's uh, nanobots. You know, since mm. you know the the teeth grow naturally, it would have to be something already in your body that they inject when at birth. You're talking about probably. the gray goo theory. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. That's it. No, you're absolutely right. That's it. Probably like injected through like McDonald's food or whatever because everybody eats that stuff and mm, it's like not good. actual food. So oh, that always, it always sounds good. It sounds it? good. I, I, I kind of want to be injected right now. How about you, Trent? <laughs> I actually I haven't eaten McDonald's in like ages. I don't. Try, I actually try to steer away from fast food. Oh, you're missing out. It's garbage. <laughs> oh, I, I know. I know. Like I'm I'm a, I'm a fat man. I know what fast food tastes like. I just uh, I try to steer away from it nowadays. I try to. I fail. What's what's your favorite fast food, Jason? Oh my god! I live a few blocks from uh, Taco John's. Oh, that'd be a good one. And so, people are so like, "Oh, you, you're probably sick of it." Like, no, I'll just I'll eat it every day. Because <laughs> <laughs> taco tacos, I have a real hard on for tacos. Um, I just had intestine tacos the other day. I've had goat tacos. Wait, um, wait, intestine tacos? Is it like a yeah. traditional taco with intestinal meat? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's not tacos stuffed into an intestine. No, no. It's just, yeah, it's like a corn tortilla, and then you got like little chopped up intestine bits in there. And I, I love tacos. I take all comers, man. Would you Would you eat a taco that was taco meat shoved into an intestine? Sure, why not? I had, One time I had a, a cow tongue taco, and I, this is what I heard uh, when I ordered it. It's the only taco that can taste you. Oh, that should have been the dad joke at the end. Oh, we fucked oh, up. I forgot my dad joke book. <laughs> all right, well, keep that in the queue, Jason. Okay, we'll, have to go right. back, we'll have to go back to Edit that Edit that out. I'll say it at the <laughs> oh, end. There's no Perfect. editing here. There's no editing. We're all busy dads. They'll understand. The listeners will understand. All right, so steak versus shrimp taco. Jason, what do you do? Oh, boy. Um, tough call. There's, I think there's a lot of meats. I go pork, I think, number one. Really? Okay. I know it wasn't one of the options, yeah. but I love pork, and I love fi- like a good fish taco. Mm-hmm. I like steak and shrimp. Ground beef's like at the bottom. Ground yep. beef and chicken are like at the bottom, but they're still too good. Traditional. Too traditional, yeah. No, I'm with you. Trent, tacos? Uh, yeah, no, like I'm, I'm kind of the same way. If like if I'm going to eat fast food, it's probably going to be Taco Bell. If I'm going to like go out, like it's generally like a Mexican restaurant. Uh, I dig, I dig that that Ooh, yeah. cuisine. My my younger brother's wife is um, native to Mexico, and so oh, like lucky. I get like. Oh, so good, and Damn. so uh, definitely, I think steak though. Like I'm a I'm a classic red blooded American. Yeah. To bring it back to dad cuisine. stuff. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, to bring it back to dad stuff. This this is good because uh, you you've got like an ethnic person kind of tangentially related to you. I kind of have the same thing. <laughs> my uh, my daughter is half Asian. Uh, actually, I, I made it a New Year's resolu- resolution to no longer say the word Chinaman anymore. But um, but she is my daughter, so I. <laughs> Anyway, um, 
but uh, so her mom is full Asian, but she's she's from here, so she likes she's Americanized. Right. But what, her mom is what kind not, of Asian? Uh, she is half Lao and half uh, Thai. Okay. And but her grandmother is full Lao, and so uh, sometimes I'll drop my daughter off over there. And um, she's old enough to where I don't have to walk her to the door, but mm-hmm. I still do because sometimes her grandma will be like, hey, come in, have something to eat. Right. And she'll have, um, she'll have egg rolls. She'll have like this crazy spicy papaya salad. She'll have something, I think it's called like lop, and it's raw. It's a raw steak salad. Raw steak? Yeah. And I, yeah, bring it on. Every, yeah. Anytime I go over there, there's like an Asian gathering. Everyone in there is between 150 and 300 years old. <laughs> right. And if they're, eat, if they're eating that stuff... It's okay for me to eat. Yeah, there you, you go. <laughs> so that, that's a bonus of being a dad, trying to maintain a good relationship with your your exes or whatever's that side of the family, yeah. and they love me. So yeah. Oh, I'm so right. jealous of that. Because you said in one of the other episodes, I forget the phrasing you used, but you're uh, you like to eat different, like a wide variety of foods and try out new weird things and stuff. Sure. Uh, I'm I'm kind of like that too, but we don't have anybody in my family that can cook at all. So it's yeah. so I rely on restaurants oh, for that. Sad. It well, is very sad. Well, at least is, is your wife into ethnic foods and stuff? She'll eat, I mean, she'll eat it, but you know, she doesn't like seafood. Oh, see, that's a bummer. I know. What? Ugh. I know. It's oh. crazy. I love seafood. Yeah, I gonna... I've made it a point to like not date people. I call them chicken nuggets. People right. who don't want to eat anything except like macaroni and cheese and oh, chicken nuggets. You can never date my daughter. I could never date your daughter? Oh, bummer. I'm going to go ahead and take really off. I feel like that's a good thing. Right? This is just an exercise in me getting closer to your infant child. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's just get into uh, dad vice if you guys are Hell right yeah. Yeah. Dad vice. All right. And Blake isn't here to call me out on this shit, but I always forget to give out the contact information at the top of the show, and I've once again forgotten that. But if you want to get in touch with the show, ask us some advice questions, please do. You can email us. It's bisspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to becauseisaidso.pub, and there are links there to our Facebook and our Twitter and all that shit. And you can, uh, you know, reach out and touch us however you feel like mm. touching us. <laughs> the uh, long, dirty fingers of the internet, right? Yeah. So, Jason, you are the most senior father here tonight. So, oh, that is, oh, that's so weird. Yeah, you're right. I am. Yeah, so I feel like you're going to have some insight on some of these. Oh, okay. So anyway. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's bring on the questions. These are cold from the the web. Is that right? That's right. I've stolen them because we don't have enough listeners to actually have questions for us yet, <laughs> right. but I'm hoping that that will someday come. Okay, yeah. Let's bring it on. This is another question. We, we took some, a couple of these last time. Questions from kids. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I've actually caught up on all your episodes. They've been very entertaining. Thank you. Uh, well, I, I imagine I'm the least entertaining part, so you should tell that to Blake. The first two episodes were really good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the one about skin tags. That one, that, I, I have a little bit of a hard time following that one, but the rest of them were great. <laughs> we'll send you a transcript of that one. <laughs> you don't have any skin tag <laughs> stories you'd like to share, Trent? I'd really rather not. I think. <laughs> well, I mean, that's on you, dude. That's on you. Uh, I've lived with my mother for most of my life. She is divorced and chooses not to have any form of relationship with my father. She is Christian and holds strongly to those beliefs. I'm atheist and have openly told her that I'm atheist. She says it's okay and that she is sad that I will go to hell, but she still believes that everyone will find God in their own way. She still forces me to go to church or else I lose privileges to my slash their car. I still use this car to go to college and to hang out with friends. I cannot move out since money is tight. Um, I've said that I am not interested in church. However, she has house rules. And if I do not go to church or do something spiritual that they approve of, then I do not belong in their house. Uh, The post goes on. It's very long. 
but it's uh he talks about like wanting to have his girlfriend spend the night and the parents obviously don't approve of that right um so this kid is 19 if this was your kid how would you act if these parents were your friends what would you tell them etc Ooh, trent what do you think so um it wasn't necessarily a, a religious thing, but when I was 17, I moved out, and uh, it was kind of like a, a tiff with the parents over some views and ideals, and, uh, you know, regardless, I had no money, I had no real place to go, but uh, you, you figure it out if it's something that, you know, if it's a, a matter of belief, uh, you know, if it's like, hey, I, I don't really want to be here, and I you can't force me to do something I don't want to do, I'm always on the fence of just, uh, or on the, the side of the fence of, say, you know, fuck the machine and, and move out. But mm. Money's tight, they said, right? Yeah, they, yeah. Said that, yeah, they said that that's difficult. But ni- 19 is sort of young to move out, but not crazy young. I mean, Drew right, was 17, yeah. I was 18. When, when did you move out? Uh, I moved out when I was 21, I think. Okay. Yeah. Were your parents pretty cool, or did, did they not want you having girls over? Well, I was, I'm was i the oldest of four. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I had, you know, a couple of serious girlfriends up to that point, and we would always just, like, if we were, I mean, what are we talking about, sex? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, we would go, we just, if, if parents weren't home or we, you know, go to someone else's house. Right. Um, I wasn't asking to have a girlfriend spend the night ever. Like, yeah. that, that seems ridiculous to me to do that while you're, while you're living with your parents. Me too. Um, Religion-wise, I don't know. It, it's, it's tough because I, I can't imagine having, like, a boyfriend of my daughter's stay over. Mm -hmm. But if you're living in someone's house, I think in, you know, you're kind of bound by their rules as long as they're not crazy. It doesn't sound like the rules that this person is having to live by are crazy. They might not align with what they believe. Right. But I I think you kind of have, you have to obey the rules of a situation or excuse yourself from it. Yeah. You you can't try to fight that or change your mind. That's a fool's errand to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. yeah, I think I agree almost entirely. It, it would be completely bizarre and foreign to me to be living with my parents and want my girlfriend to spend the night. That's a bizarre feeling, yeah. That is super weird. I mean, I don't know. I feel weird even spending the night at my mother-in-law's house. <laughs> you know, almost 40 years. It's just, yeah, well, what, what is, awkward about it. What is that age? Or, or is it not an age at all and just like, oh, you're married. Now that you're married, right. you can do this. Or is it like, oh, you know, 25 rolls around, you should be able to do this. Or, or once you move out... Yeah. If you come back with a partner, that's okay. Right. Yeah. It's well, a, that's kind of. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's it's what you said. It's house rules. I think it's whatever the parents say. You just sort of have to respect it. I remember when me and Hill, my wife, were dating. We were living together, mm-hmm. uh, not married. Uh, but when we would visit my mother-in-law, she would make us sleep in different rooms. Mm-hmm. And she was very out. She she would tell us straight up, like, I know this is silly. But these are my rules. You guys yeah. are not married and you're not sharing a bed in my house. Like, yeah. I know that that's silly. And I was just sort of like, <laughs> okay, like, you got it. This is your house and it's silly, but it's your it's yeah. your house, your rules. I was sleeping on the couch. Like, it's, it's I've fine. got an example of that too, actually. When I was, I think I was like 19 or 20, and my high school girlfriend, we dated at the end of high school for about two and a half years. And we went up to Minnesota where her grandparents had this house on a lake. And we spent like the weekend there, but it was very clear that I had to be in the basement mm-hmm. and she had a room somewhere up on the main floor. And, right. and that's just how it was. And we, we totally respected it and obeyed it. But like they were they were old and old fashioned mm-hmm. and we just we respected the rules. Yeah. I mean, we still found a way to whatever. But like, uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. And with the church thing, I think it's the same sort of thing. Uh, go to church. It's an hour a week. Just fucking go. And I think I'm not religious at all. Um 
but I still, I still think you can learn lessons from church. I, I grew up sure. in the church. There's still like a value that you can pull away from it, even if you're not a believer. Just try. Just what, what's the alternative? You struggle for money somewhere, and like you, you couldn't do that one hour a week. Right. You know, it's like just go do it. Yeah. Be done with it. Maybe hopefully take something away from it. Network, right. make a friend there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep, I agree. Trent, what do you think? Religion? I, 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 I agree. Like if. Um, if it, if it comes down to a sense of like, you know, in, in this case, it's like, you know, the car that you need for college, you know, if it, it makes your life, you know, infinitely easier just to do this one hour a week that, you know, regardless of your religious beliefs could be beneficial, then sure, like don't sacrifice, you know, potentially college or, you know, uh, your, the, the livelihood you have. But um, it's, it's definitely one of those things where uh, it's, it's a, a balance of, what you tr- like really want out of the situation versus what you can like kind of deal with. So yeah, you're right. There's got to be a balance there. Yep. Yeah. So some things are worth sticking out. Yeah, and I think uh, Trent. I think you said it. Like, well, where there's a will, there's a way. If this dude wants to move out, he can move out. He's 19. You get two, three buddies, get a two bedroom apartment. It's yep. not going to be comfortable or yeah. fun. But if it's that it important sucks. to you, fucking figure it out, man. Yep, you're right. Yeah. I mean, that's what I did. We I moved out and I lived. On I couch surf for a while. I, I lived on it with buddies. We we got you know a crappy apartment. We shared a car. It was it was a hard couple of years, but then you know uh, you grow from it. You learn from it, and then you know ultimately I did move back with my parents. Um, but it was you know those those years. It was liberating in the sense of like I I knew what I wanted and kind of did it. So yeah. if that's something that you want to do, there's always a way to do it. Builds character, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so Jason, you said you have you're the oldest of four kids. Yeah, Trent, you got brothers and sisters. I have an older brother by about a year and a half, and a younger brother by about two years. All right, we got the older child. Trent's the middle child. I'm the youngest child. Oh, there you go. There's the full spectrum right there. Yes. Yeah, I am the well, only one though out of us that has multiple kids. Hmm. But I think we will all have maybe some insight on this. Uh, do you have a favorite child? I assume you guys don't have a favorite child, but maybe you saw a favorite child amongst your siblings. Or what if you don't like the child that you have? <laughs> right. Can you trade it in? Get another one. Uh, my mom has always favored my brother over me. She even told me he was my favorite son right to my face many times. He got presents on my birthdays. She always chose his side over mine in fights. I had to do the most chores while he sat on his butt, and she served him cookies and milk. He got his college paid for. The list goes on and on. Most recently, she gave him money for a down payment for a house. Uh, please don't say that favoritism does not happen in families. I saw it in my own home. Do any of you have a favorite child? Or can Ouch. you share stories about being a favorite child? I'm going to take a guess here. Okay. Since Trent and I only have one, I think that you do have a favorite <laughs> child. Most parents say that they don't, but I yeah. bet that you do have one that you like more than the other. Sure, and it changes, you know, my... it changes almost every day. Oh, it day. changes. Yeah, okay. depending on what yeah. the fucking kid is doing at the time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what about you, Trent? Were you, were you the favorite child, or were one of your siblings so, the favorite child? You know, I hate to admit it. Uh, actually, I, I really don't. It, it was it was quite good. I was always the favorite child, and it was <laughs> <laughs> it came from a place of um, like maturity. Like I just I was always kind of mature, and um, I even from a young age I just I enjoyed like adult conversations, uh, not like adult content, but. Um, like sitting down with my dad or like my grandfather or someone and just having like, you know, like talking about the weather or like talking about an actual subject instead of just like, oh, hey, how's how's your day? Like the how you talk to a child. So uh, I learned how to interface 
quite early on. Mm-hmm. So. So you were the favorite. Jason, yep. were you the favorite? Um, boy, I, I don't think so. No, I mean, I, I definitely got the most attention early on, which I think affected me. But um, when the other kids started coming around, I was just kind of, I've always been fairly independent. And I, I didn't really like having the other kids always fucking with stuff, you know, right. like just kind of like, um, so I'm, I'm very particular in certain ways, but. I think Blake said anal. I'm sure he did. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> um, but I, like uh, one, of, I, one of my brothers, it's funny, cause I, I will see him talk to my mom and like kind of be shitty towards her and she takes it. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, I don't talk to my mom like that. There have definitely been times in my periods in my life where I've not been great to my parents, mm-hmm. but I don't treat her like that now. And if I did, she wouldn't put up with it for a second. But like <laughs> okay. she does from other siblings. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it could be a situation where you mistake um, a parent liking one more the, uh, than the other, but it might, and maybe I'm giving parents too much credit. Maybe they can kind of see where each of these kids are and what they need. Right. from that parent and maybe it comes off as one's like well she's not giving that to me it was like well maybe you don't need yeah, that you don't need that thing right no. yeah. so I, I don't know i don't right. know yeah i think i grew up i always thought my sister was the favorite because similar things to what this guy said just sort of like shitty things but i remember during the summers you know they'd write out like chores that mm-hmm. you're supposed to have done by the end of the day and my chore list was a fucking mile long and hers was you know put away the silverware or something shitty and stupid and she got like a almost new car when she started driving and i drove this like 15 year old piece of shit thing whatever <laughs> I think as an adult looking back, I think that they just, I was the son and that she was the daughter. And I think they just wanted me to be a little more self-reliant. It was just right. you know, sort of a different time. And um, It's not as black and white as I like you more than right. you. There are a ton of right. things, good or bad, right or wrong, that they, they file away to make those decisions. Right. Oh. right. So, and I, I think my parents went above and beyond to try to treat us fairly, even though I'm sure that they have it. I think that I think your favorite changes on the day. Well, it sounds like yours does, huh? It has to. Well, what, what, what's something that has caused someone to drop in their rank? <laughs> so, well, my two-year-old is a two-year-old. So yeah. it just, if she's being in one of her cute days, she's my favorite. Mm-hmm. But if she's having her tantrum days, like she had tonight, for example, not my favorite child. <laughs> it just depends. Uh, but you got to treat them the same no matter what. Yeah, there, it's it's really, it's not favorite child. It's just like I would prefer to spend time with my six-year-old when she's being good, of course. Oh, sure. Right. Like yeah, uh, Trent and I, we only have one kid. We're forced to spend time with them, whether we want to or not. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean they have to be your favorite, though. Like, like you know, Tim said, if, if they're being cute, yeah, sure, I love spending time. But if he's being an asshole, he's not my favorite, even <laughs> though he's the only one. Right, and then the dog's your favorite. I'm going to find a kid better than you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can be replaced. <laughs> oh, that would give him a complex real quick. <laughs> Uh, my son is 10. We live in the San Francisco Bay Area. He has a friend who is a boy of the same age who has taken to wearing skirts and makeup and other girl things, even to school. My son thinks that is cool and has started to do the same. He likes wearing skirts as short as the school will allow, and when not in school, he wears them even shorter. He says it feels good when in a skirt. His mom and I usually take a hands-off approach to whatever he wants, as long as it is reasonable and safe. Uh, however, he has been wearing lacy panties and growing his hair longer and styling it in a girl's fashion. Well, where the fuck is he getting these <laughs> lacy panties? <laughs> they get into this. Uh, he loves it when we tell him how pretty he looks. And actually, he is very pretty. Uh, he wants us to help him buy his own supply of panties instead of wearing his sister's panties. <sighs> yep. That's not okay. Yeah, so it goes on and on, but then he says, uh, My wife loves the idea of having another, quote, daughter, 
uh, but I am not sure how I should handle this. Do I keep my hands? Do I keep hands off? Do I encourage him to develop his female side? Do I discourage him from going this route? Do I forbid it? Uh, this would cause problems with my wife. I'm sure. What do you guys think? Ten year old, ten year old wow. boy. Um, you heavy. know there it's was. Heavy. Yeah, there there was a comedian um, back in the day. I I want to say maybe it was like an old Sam Kinison set or something. Uh, one of the, one of those style, but like, uh, and it's something that my dad always repeated, which is why I remember it. And it, it's something to the effect of like, all little boys are gay until you know they hit pu- puberty, um, and that's kind of like you know they're all like whimsical and you know kind of that that kind of. It almost sounds like Louis C.K., doesn't it? Yeah, and they it, like big beefcakes, be. like He Man and superheroes. Yeah, yeah. Wrestling. But that's that's kind of another level. Like my. My son, like, his favorite color is pink, and, like, you know, he loves playing with his uh, his cousins that are girls more than the boys, but it's, you know, it's, he's four. I don't know, um, not having some uh, a child older, like, you know, 10 or 11 or whatever, mm-hmm. that's, it, it, but it, it steps into a new realm when it's, like, the lacy panties and the, the, you know, like the, I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough one. I think, uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a pretty liberal guy. I don't think that stuff bothers me if kids do that. It would make me uncomfortable if my son was doing that, though. I think that just prepares him for a hard life and to get bullied and, you know, whatever. Yeah, I guess yeah, for sure. From my perspective, I guess, what I would do is just sort of give him the tools to deal with bullies and, you know, when people criticize what he's wearing, you know, kind of help him have a reaction to that or something. I don't think you discourage that, do you? You, you can't, you can't say too much negative about it because you're going to push them further into the thing whether they want to or not because it's a, it's a natural uh, push against whatever you're saying. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very... I, I think there is a, a, a thing to that of, or before you hit puberty it's kind of uh, the Wild West. You know, we, we push these right. things on kids, these, these gender roles but the, the kids aren't thinking about gender roles. They just want to yeah. play yeah. with, you know, matchbox cars or, or get their guns out or, or play in their kitchen, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I, I think it's just it's a matter of not making not putting a stigma on any one thing, allowing them to kind of do what they want when it comes to that. But you you also do have to make rules. You, mm-hmm. you, kids want a discipline to a degree. Um, I, I don't know. It's it's a bizarre it's a bizarre thing when your kids want to wear lacy panties. It's, it's a weird. <laughs> yeah. It's an odd thing. It, I thought so too. Yeah, it's very strange. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'll give them the, the, the skirts or whatever. Like, back in high school, I used to rock uh, kilts, like tactical kilts. Um, tactical me kilts. Of, yeah, they're, uh, if you, I guess you can, like, look them up online, but they're usually made. No, I don't want to be that guy that does that. <laughs> Trent, are you trying to get Tim put on a list? <laughs> People knocking on my door. Did you Google this? <laughs> I, I'll send you the link. I, I, I still have don't them. Do it. They're, like, you know, made out of, like, Kevlar and, like, um, you know, shit, they're kind of, like. skirt. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they're they're really cool and pockets they're, for your guns and shit. Yeah, like knife pockets and like uh, it's it's pretty. They're they're nice and they're they're actually a lot more comfortable. So you, like I'll, I'll give them that. that. What do you wear under a tactical kilt? It, well, if you're a real man, nothing. But if uh, <laughs> I assume uh, I am not. If you're in school, then you then you need some boxer briefs. But so you'd wear them to school? Yeah. Would oh yeah, I mean a bunch of. Bunch of bunch of guys on like the the football team or like the track team did it a lot. They're uh, they're a lot more comfortable. Where'd you go to school? Uh, Lewiston High School. Lewis, okay, in, Lewiston, Illinois. Yeah, Lewiston, Illinois, about gotcha. an hour away from Peoria. Right. Bumfuck nowhere. Yeah, 
Oh, I went to a private Catholic school, so that was not. Uh, <laughs> this was not something that would have ever impacted me in high school. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. That's yeah, a tough I think, one. Um, yeah. As far as like, because that again, it's it, it seems like it's stepping more into that kind of gender identity, um, kind of realm than it is just like a dress up. Like my friends doing this, I want to do it. It it really starts to seem like it's seeping into that. I you know I think this is right. I think this is who I want to be. Kind of thing. So. Uh, like you guys said, just I wouldn't stigmatize. I, I mean, that goes for anything a, a child wants to do. I think, right? Um, you know, don't stigmatize it unless mm-hmm. you know it's illegal or it's hurting someone. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, yeah, but you, there there does have to be some boundaries. Maybe you know, lacy panty shopping. <laughs> that might a, be a boundary that you want to set. That's a line you would draw. <laughs> don't steal your sister's underwear. Yeah. Yeah, there'd be some boundaries there, I guess. Um, yeah, and for me, it's uh, my, my boundary, I guess, like, let the kid explore and whatever. Uh, but you see these articles now where these parents start giving, like, hormone treatments to their kids, like, like no. at this age, 10, 12 years old. That. Oh, it's horrible. No, that seems that. like, this is a, this is a 10-year-old. It, it's still a child. They don't know what they're doing. They, no. they don't know anything. And, they and haven't honestly, even hit puberty. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. the, and honestly, the, I don't think the parents know what they're doing. They're just <laughs> right. some of these people just say yes to whatever their kid wants, and that is not the right way to do it. Right, you're, you're gonna fuck that kid up, and, they're, and later they're gonna be like, "What the hell were you doing to me?" Like, you, it's <laughs> right. it's bad news bears yeah. all around there. Why, why let a child make these decisions nope. for themselves? They're just a child. That's oh, you know, if it's a medical thing where like they are they are hurting or sick or in pain, mm-hmm. and that's some bizarre way around that, by all means. But just because your kid's like, you know, you know that penis I have. I think it should be a vagina. Well, come right with me. We'll go to the doctor. We'll take right. care of that shit. How old are you again? I'm eight and a half. All right, let's take care of it. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Yep, I agree. Uh, okay, so sort of related. Uh, how do you vo- avoid becoming a target for bullies? So picture, you know, advice that you might give to your kid. Uh, say they're a teenager in high school and always being picked on. Um, what do you say to sort of like help them overcome that? Uh, help them avoid being bullied? Now, obviously, bullying is wrong. We shouldn't encourage bullying, but it it, do, it certainly does happen. And what we have to do is give our kids some sort of tools to overcome that. Uh, what, what do you guys think, Jason? Your daughter's got to be the age where she either has been bullied or has bullied. <laughs> I, I I like to think that her and I have a very good relationship. Um, I, like I mentioned at the top of the show, she just turned thirteen, and uh, I I think for the past probably eight nine years we've had birthday parties and it's kind of like what do you want to do and then we try to accommodate the, be- the best we can mm-hmm. and uh just a few weeks ago she's like i want to uh you know i want to go to the roller rink with some of my friends and then i want to stay the night at the at a local hotel go swim and what have you I say great that sounds great and then just about a week and a half ago she says you know i don't want to have a party and i was like okay well did something happen at school is this something that you know uh, change your mind what happened and she says nothing nothing happened i just don't think i want to do it I don't know if I would hear about my daughter being bullied. Mm-hmm. You know, like if something happened with her friends or her social circle that caused her to say, I don't want to party, she definitely hasn't told me. And I don't know if she would. There are some things like that you just have to accept that are not going to be communicated to you. Right. And there's nothing I can do about it. And I can push it and I can push it. And all I'm going to do is make shit worse. Mm-hmm. So there are lines where there are things you absolutely have to push. This is not one of them for me. Right. Um, so I, I, I haven't really heard about her having been bullied too much. There's maybe like been a comment here or there about something, but she never comes home. 
uh, that I've seen crying and upset. Oh, this person did this. This is this is happening to me. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, if and when that happens, then I can start doling out advice about uh, what to do. But I, I think at the end of the day, it's it's you, you can't avoid being bullied. All you right. have to do, and I think you mentioned earlier, is just provide tools to prepare yourself how to deal with it. Right. So, were you bullied as a child? Um, not much. No. No, I was never like a really cool kid or anything, but I always right. kind of floated between s- social circles and I never really had too many problems honestly. I never I never came home brokenhearted because I was right. I was stuffed in a locker or something like that. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Trent? Were you bullied? Uh n- well, uh kind of, but not really. Well, you like, did wear a skirt. Uh, well, that's a win. If, you wear, if you can wear a skirt and not get bullied, that's a win. <laughs> they must so, have been scared, uh, of, scared of you. Well, the thing was, I like I, when I hit puberty, I sh- I grew really fast. So going into high school, I was like uh, six foot one, and like uh, I was always kind of a stockier kid. So I was like two hundred pounds, and so I was like a massive kid. And so people like had that natural kind of fear of like the big kid. And then you know I did sports, so I kind of fit in with them. I was. Uh, captain of like you know the mathletes and like science olympiad and so like i i kind of like you know jason said it floated um but i also did like i did a a, a basketball season of cheerleading and i uh did the the theater and like i i just kind of fit in everywhere so it wasn't necessarily being bullied more so people you know kind of picking on me for you know, doing this one thing at this time or doing this at this time. I, I kind of fit in with um, with a large group of people, so I didn't necessarily, uh, I wouldn't say actual bullied. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I was definitely bullied as a kid. And I, I guess I have sort of this, a similar background trend. I was, I'm 6'2 now. Uh, I was six foot getting out of eighth grade. And I, I shot up really quick. I was always the tallest kid in my class, always the biggest kid. Uh, and I was like picked on on the bus uh, pretty relentlessly for a while to the point that I would go home and like be crying about it. I was, I must've been not nine or 10 or something. But yeah. you're all, you're even as a big guy, you would get picked on. Yeah. The people really? behind me would, uh, they'd always like hit me on the back of the head with a, with like a textbook and then pretend like they didn't, you know, like one of those deals. Sure. And it would, yeah, it really bothered me. It was the like dicks. this game. Yeah. They were just like, like fucking little asshole kids, you know? And, uh, I was crying to my dad about it and he's like, Tim, you are bigger than all those kids. And if you have to take care of this problem, you will not get in trouble at home. Yeah. And I was like, I got it, Dad. Like, understood. And the next day, they hit me on the back of the head, and I turned around, and I hit both of them on, the back, on their heads with a textbook. <laughs> and I sat back down, and they never touched me again. <laughs> that was all it took. It's funny. You stand up to some people like that, and they, they cower instantly because yeah. they think they you're not going to do anything. You, right. They can just If I'm the aggressor, then that's the end of it. And sometimes it's not the end of it. Yeah. That, it, it just so, took the one time I didn't get in trouble, nothing. There was no follow-up to that story. That's all that happened. And uh, I, I've remembered it ever since. Yeah, all you have to do is push back one time. And I, I think that there were times since then, like in high school and stuff, that I could have been bullied had I allowed myself. But you just kind of cut it off right at the right at the knees there, and it's done. Yeah. And so. build, building on that, like, because my, of course, you know, like, that's kind of like, that's like the 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 quintessential dad vice of if someone messes with you you punch him in the nose or you know you you find the biggest guy in the yard and you hit him do you think prison dad as, rules <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah, my dad told me the same thing and he was kind of like this in the movies and and we hear from everybody like you know just you hit him 
And do you think coming from, you know, a standpoint of like, you know, raising your kids, would you tell your kids that? Do you think that's actual good advice or, you know, to advocate violence against, you know, even if it is an aggressor, you're still advocating violence and you're saying that like, hey, a punch will solve this issue. Yeah. Do you think that's a good way of going about it or is there another kind of way to do it? Yeah, this is going to seem really sexist, but I, th- I really do think that boys bullying manifests itself in like physical violence it's a lot of like pushing around hitting wet willy shit girl violence is like the mean girl stuff it's just it's just mean girls well you know yeah. it's, it's funny uh you mentioned a comedian earlier louis ck again kind of always he said he has this bit it always cracks me up he says um boys will fuck shit up mm-hmm. girls yeah. girls fuck you up yeah <laughs> and it's it's a total attack, a ment- uh, emotional and mentally that la- that ladies do, and like you said, uh, Tim, that boys will manifest physically. Yeah. So. So I don't. Uh, I've got two daughters, so I don't think that advice is ever going to come in handy. Of like, oh, if girls are being mean to you, just punch them. Like, right. I don't think that's right. But uh, my kid is six, and they sit. So now on the bus, they sit three to a seat, and at, in her little row, the other two girls will always like sort of whisper to each other, and my six-year-old is convinced they're talking about her. I don't know if they are or not, um, but she's also come off the bus like crying because these girls are just like having their own little powwow and kind of looking over their shoulder at her and yeah. stuff. It's like mean girl shit. And so I just told her like, Daisy, just, you know, you got to stand up for yourself. Don't just sit there and weep quietly. Like tell them like, hey, you're being really mean and then right. walk away, you know, just sort of right. stand up for yourself and uh, speak your mind. That's what and- it comes down to is is standing up for yourself, whether that looks, you know, like saying something or, in yeah, in some case, advocating violence. If you yeah. have to hit someone who is hitting you, then God damn it, hit that person. <laughs> right. You right. know, some people might not like that, but what's the alternative? Getting beat forever, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree, uh, you know, down, when it comes down to it. Like, I, I think if, you know, if my son wasn't the bully of his classroom, I would say if someone's messing with you, you hit him. But um, I, I just... I know, like, that's in doing my own kind of research for, you know, uh, other things. It's, it seems that um, that's, like, kind of a big contention with a lot of parents and a lot of people who, you know, do parenting blogs or podcasts or, or stuff like that when it comes to giving that advice, if that's actually, like, uh, the, the right thing to do. So, mm. that's so just sometimes you got to fight fire with fire, right? Exactly, sometimes, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's lighten it up here. Oh, thank Ooh, God. Last question. These have been heavy, guys. Heavy, deep topics. Let's lighten it up. When did you realize that you will never be cool again? I was sitting in my newly purchased minivan today waiting to drop off my daughter at preschool, and I felt the last bit of coolness slip from my grasp. I am now a middle-aged dad. Uh, now, no, no matter how cool things that I liked have been in the past... They will never be cool again. I can still wear docks and listen to punk music, but I will never be as cool as I used to be. What do you guys think? Are you guys done being cool? Is that a goal that is uh, it's no longer a goal dude, for you? Dude, if you make it a goal, you're not cool. <laughs> right. That's why I'm dope as fuck, man. You're trying too hard to be cool, dope man. <laughs> is there a time? Like, Jason, me and you are about the same. How old are you, Trent? I'm 25. Oh, youngin'. 
just a youngin. <laughs> You've still got time left to be cool, my friend. It's over for me. I don't know. Man, I haven't really been cool since, like, junior year of high school. Yikes. Since the tactical skirts. So, <laughs> you slapped that Shortly first after, Kevlar yeah. skirt on, you were fucked, man. Or let's yeah, call it a war like dress. That. That's better, right? A war know. dress. Yeah. I kind of like bullying Trent. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but is there, like, uh, so the minivan thing that speaks to me, because we are, we, me and my wife both drive kind of small cars, and we've both realized we need a larger vehicle, mm-hmm. and I'm definitely pushing for a minivan. I think just, it's a practical thing. She's pushing for an SUV. I, I think it's because I've abandoned the cool, like, I don't care if it's a cool car, it's a practical car for sort of our station yeah. in life. Have you guys done that yet, or are you still sort of, like, refusing a minivan, refusing sort of a more practical thing, you know? to get a more cool thing oh boy um i don't i i kind of live like a bachelor kind of life so I, I i don't run into that a lot i have my daughter um every single weekend so i'm, I'm not always that isn't always in my face like right. i don't have to do that but I, I, again i'm not like like shunning those things like oh this seems like it's a, a dad or uncool responsibility i all want to go the other way mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I found a happy medium where I'm not trying to be cool, but I don't, I don't, maybe I'm being ignorant, but I don't think I've lost it yet. I, I still go out and have a lot of fun. Right. So do you, um, have you taken your daughter like daddy daughter dances? I assume, I mean, she's too old for it now, I assume, but have you in the past? Um, I don't know. If, I, no, we, I don't think we ever went to a daddy daughter dance, but I've, man, we've done a, everything under the sun minus that, I guess. Right. But, um, like what's, uh, what do you mean? Like, I know what a daddy daughter dance is, but like, well, where I was going, I guess, is like, you know, there's the cool guy at the dance that just sort of like chills and like leans back and whatever. But when you're there with your daughter, you abandon that because you just want to have fun with your kid, and okay. you know, you'll be out there on the dance floor looking like a fucking idiot. But it's you know, your daughter's she laughing and it. you're having fun, and so you just sort of abandon that. Like, you don't care what other people think. You're just you're there to for your kid. When it comes to her, yeah. um I, I I I actually really liked having a small kid because it means I get to do little kid things. Right. Um. I, I like going to the zoo and stuff and just you know in, enjoying enjoying those things and be fully immersed in it because your kid's loving it and doing that. I, I uh, about five six years ago maybe a little longer I went to a zoo by myself because mm-hmm. um I was I was with a lady who was doing something else and I had to kill some time. You need a kid at the zoo. You <laughs> right. do not go to a zoo by yourself. Oh right. my god, it's it's you feel like super creepy. Um, so no, I, I loved doing those things with my daughter. And um, if those things made me look uncool, then that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> what about like uh, were you one of these dads that wouldn't listen to? kids music you had to pump in like you had to try to get your kid to like your music no early on it was uh i think we had a dora the explorer and diego cd that we like i didn't know you could wear a cd out right <laughs> you, oh. you wore a cd out? <laughs> no not really but goddamn, i've heard uh i've heard rock and robin by diego more times than i care to admit <laughs> did you know he also does the alligator rock like so much elton john <laughs> i did not know that i'll have to uh, ask alexa to play that one a little later you, would, you should not do that so i i guess yeah the, the more i talk the more i realize i am super uncool well, you get you get the week to be cool i guess and yeah, then the weekend yeah, yeah. you just abandon it and you're yeah and then you're just i'm dr jekyll on and mr hyde during the week i guess yeah. <laughs> right it's and a happy medium you've certainly abandoned being cool what with your D podcast <laughs> oh yeah i mean uh it is fun bullying I, trent you're right thank you thank you <laughs> 
I I actually drove a minivan. Like I had a choice between like a, I think it was like a minivan and like a truck or something. And at the time, it was like when I was right out of college, and I I chose a minivan. And I would I didn't even have a kid at the time, and I didn't really care what that you know said about me. And uh, back when I was with uh, my son's mom, it was like dad jokes i i wore like you know khaki shorts and crocs and like i was like i leaned into it real hard um but since the you know kind of i guess the bachelor life has kind of hit me uh, i've dialed back a lot like i drive an suv um you know i i I don't really listen to music but i wouldn't necessarily say that like i do specifically cool things um, like you said, I have a, I have a D and D podcast. Most of my time is spent online playing video games, I, like, and then the other times just doing kid stuff with my son. So, I, I would definitely say I'm firmly in the not cool section. So, so you gave up being cool a long time ago. Oh yeah, it was never really even like something I worried about. Just because I mean, when you look like me and have my kind of interests, uh, it's not really an option that's provided to you. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> so, all right, well, that's enough dad advice, I think. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That'll do it. Diversity. All right, so things about this week that you guys may have experienced that might be tough. Um, might be tough being a dad. So for me, uh, I've got one that is both a win and a loss. Okay. I was straightening up around here. I know it's hard to tell because this place is always a fucking disaster. Um, but there was drawings all over the couch. All over the couch oh, and, like, colored pencil. Oh, boy. And uh, I looked at him and I was like, what the fuck? Like, how did I miss this? Like, you know, because I don't, I don't watch my kids like a hawk, but I would have certainly caught this. It was, a lo- it was quite a few scribbles. Oh, man, okay. So I called over my six-year-old and I'm like, Daisy, was this you? Did you do this? And she sort of like looked at the ground and kind of kicked to the ground for a minute or two. And like, I knew instantly, like, she totally did this. It's like, it's like when a dog gets in trouble and knows, you know, like, yeah. it's that same sort of posture, tail right. between the legs posture. And so she, like, kind of was squirming back and forth, and she finally just, like, yeah, I did that. And I was like, why did you do that? And she was just like, I don't know. I just felt like I wanted to, so I just did it. And I was like. So you killed her. <laughs> so that's why, you, that's why <laughs> you she's killed your daughter? Tonight. Yes. I would have done it too, man. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no, I, I mean, what can you do? Like, the kid, she knew it was wrong. She fessed yeah. up to it. I'm, I'm taking that as a win. Like, she didn't lie about it. She just told me. And I was like, well clean it up <laughs> and she did she like got a wet paper towel and went and wiped everything down it, and, and it came off yeah it came off. oh thank god oh, that, that's, that's the part of the story i'm worried about over anything <laughs> how is your fabrics on your couch yes it's, it's that anal retensive part of you that blake told us about oh, yeah, I, I think you wrong i think you likened it to a mental disorder actually and the more i think about it uh, <laughs> how much time do we got on a podcast to talk about blake's mental disorders right. huh oh but that was that was her entire punishment because I, I feel like that was a win right she admitted it she cleaned it up she felt bad about it, uh, so she did something she wasn't supposed to. But uh, she's six, you know. For as few, rarely as that happens, uh, that is both my win and my loss this week. I've um, I've definitely spanked my daughter on multiple occasions when she was younger, um, and I made it very clear if it was like an accident or something that it was because she was lying about it. Yeah. Like this is why. Like I was very clear about this is why you were being punished. Right. Um, and then thankfully it didn't happen a lot, but. But that, that's the part that really bothers me is when, when you get to a point where you feel like, oh, there, we don't have a trust now. Mm-hmm. That's when everything else breaks down. Right. Yeah, the honesty is very important. And, we, we all, you know, you've mentioned that you have a really honest relationship with your kid, and I hope that I do with mine. And 
Like, I feel like that's a baby step towards it, right? Like, you tell me the truth. You're not in serious trouble. You just fucking clean up the mess and, yeah. and let's move on. Uh, right. But, yeah. Is that a, you, you dealt with anything like that, Trent, with your four-year-old? Uh, yeah, the, he, he likes to lie, but I think it's just like, I mean, it's not like Machiavellian or anything to where it's like he's doing it to manipulate. He's just doing it just because it's kind of that little kid thing of like, oh shit, I'm in trouble. I can just say these things to where I'm not in trouble. And it's like, okay, well, but I just don't think he realizes that, you know, I'm smarter than he is (laughs) most of the time. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things where he, like, instantly cracks, and so I don't really, I, I talk to him as, like, hey, lying isn't cool, but you don't need to do that. If you just tell the truth, most of the time, you're going to be okay. But, it's mm. yeah, definitely I've had those situations where it's, like, why is there three rolls of toilet paper in the toilet? Or, you know, why did you scoop the cat litter into the sink? Or Has there ever know? been a good, like, answer to, like, no, Dad, this is why there are three <laughs> rolls of toilet paper in the in the toilet, idiot? Like, has, has, has there ever been a good answer to that? Uh, the, there was one time where it, like, really freaked me out. Um, there was, like, he just, like, kind of like that classic, like, black circles but it was like in like a brown marker on the wall and i was just like hey man why'd you do that and he just like looked at me and he's like the aliens told me and i'm like all right and he was like it was like last year he was like three it was like right when he first learned to like form sentences and i was just like okay that's the creepiest thing you've ever said and i just kind of washed it off and he just sat there and watched me trent you have a much Um, bigger problem on your hands you need to hang up with us right now (laughs) and take that child to a psychologist there is something deeply wrong with your or call the fbi maybe the kid's not wrong yeah Yeah, maybe i don't know but that was like your your kid is the key between us and extraterrestrials (laughs) (laughs) he's that missing link But other otherwise, I mean, that was the only time where it was like, okay, well, that's I'm gonna I'm gonna give that one to you because you got me. Like, I wasn't expecting that. Otherwise, it's just like, hey, why did you do that? I don't know. I just kind of wanted to. It's like that's wrong. I know. Okay, and then we just kind of move on from there. Yeah, yeah, we're big uh, in our house. My wife's a, a counselor, like a child and family counselor. So we're big into like natural consequences. Mm-hmm. And that's a perfect example of it. Like, you made a mess, you clean it up. Like, yeah. that's, that is the consequence of your action. Right. I don't think the kid learns much if you, you know, clean it up for them, you know. Right, right, yeah. um, Even if they do a piss-poor job of cleaning it and you've got to sort of wrap it up. And, you know, at least they're sort of learning something. Like, yep. Oh, that wasn't as much fun as I thought because I had to clean it up afterwards. Um, for sure. What about you guys? You guys have any diversities for this week, fellas? Uh, Parenting hardships? Trent? You got anything? Uh, actually, I mean, I had one today. Uh, it was so, uh, like I mentioned, I, I worked last night, and so my my son was at his mom's house. I went there to pick him up uh, for school, and I was uh, he was just having like a really bad day. And so, when we got to school, it was like one of those classic meltdowns of like I don't want to go in, like latching to my leg, like freaking out. And uh, that was I hadn't had one of those. Uh, in, in a really long time and so that was probably like because the last time that happened it, it, he hasn't done it for school it rather is what I, I guess I should say uh, or preface that it's 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 only been for like uh, back when he used to be in daycare like he used to hate going to daycare but he's never done that for school and so um, 
I don't I don't necessarily know that it was like resolved the way I wanted it to be. Like I talked to the teacher and it was like one of those things where if he's going to be disruptive, like obviously I'll just, you know, pull him out of school for the day. He's in pre-K. It's not going to matter really if he's misses a day of school, but like uh just dealing with that that kind of element with his mom of like calling her and like you know, is there like uh, something going on, or you know, whatever? And so it was. It was kind of a, a rough day, just in the in the sense of having to deal with that and worry about that. And then we had parent-teacher conferences as well, and uh, just having that the teacher kind of having that as motivation going into the parent-teacher conference, it, it didn't didn't go as I wanted it to. So I have a theory, Trent, knowing nothing about your child. Uh, <laughs> you'll have to follow up in a day or two. Tell me if I'm right. Uh, is he getting sick? He he just got over being sick actually, and um, he he was he had like a like a like a serious pretty serious cold where he was like running like a 103 fever, and oh, we geez. had to give him like medicine, you know, the cough and the sniffles and like the the full on cold, mm-hmm. and he just got over that like uh, what would have been two two and a half days okay so yeah i'd um so i'm probably wrong then but yeah my in my limited experience with my kids i call them they're her fragile days like experiences like that that are normally no problem you just drop the kid off at daycare and leave but this day for whatever reason she's fragile she's screaming throwing fits like her emotional state crumbles before her physical state mm. <laughs> so it's we've, right, we've noticed okay. this pattern if they're like cry and clinging and fragile like watch out in a day or two that kid's gonna be sick oh wow it's like the it, it always manifests itself like that first it's interesting to be able to pick up on patterns like that yeah because huh. i mean no yeah, both of our, our our two-year-old is a maniac but uh they're both pretty even keeled both pretty <laughs> easy to predict their behaviors and when they become like really unpredictable like that where you're just scratching your head like what the fuck is going on yeah they're about to get sick it's pretty weird right yeah I'll, I'll 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 let you know if that if he because i mean it was it was one of those things where i wouldn't doubt it with his the, the weather change and everything and him being so sick so mm-hmm. i wonder if that's maybe what it was yeah all right well that's enough diversity Dad to the bone. <laughs> i appreciate that oh man i was about to say i appreciate that you guys haven't made fun of the bumpers yet <laughs> I was I was yeah, laughing at a, a joke from earlier, and and definitely yeah, not it, the bumper. I was, I was laughing at what Jason was laughing at. It right, was a shared thing. That yeah, Trent and we, I. No one else yeah. knows except Trent and I, and we're on the yep. same page on that, and think it's funny. I hope that guy yeah. from Fiverr never listens to this podcast. It's every episode too. This entire <laughs> podcast is just an exercise in bullying that guy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think me by extension, because I'm the idiot that paid for these things. <laughs> Uh, I think you need to like include in like the the notes of the show like the the hotline for the anti bullying thing you know <laughs> yes like sure. the TV shows do whenever you talk about suicide they do the suicide prevention thing absolutely we talk a lot about bullying that'll Don't be our do that, it, kids. that'll be our penance for bullying Trent and then also <laughs> the guy who did the fiver I'll do that drops. but I will include your phone number Trent as the, uh, oh yeah this <laughs> one final bullying move. Uh, Okay, so parenting successes this week. Uh, my wife, uh, my, my father-in-law has been pretty sick, which means my wife has been spending time down in her hometown a lot, like going and visiting him and helping out with her mom and all this stuff. And so I was single dad uh, two weekends ago, and then again this weekend she's at a work training. And I'm taking these as a wins because my kids are alive, 
and <laughs> mostly happy and the house is maybe just a slightly bigger disaster than it usually is and they are fed and i'm like managing to get it all done uh it's not easy but it's uh keeping it together know, keeping it together man you do what you gotta do yeah yeah, yeah you, you're you're doing what I do on a na- a normal basis. So oh shit, yeah, round of applause. <laughs> I, th- I think it's a sarcastic <laughs> round of applause. Wait, is that for bullying? You. Now Trent's bullying me. Well, we are just the worst, all of us, aren't we? You. Trent doesn't even know, but I can mute him at any time. Being how he's <laughs> oh remote. no! Yep. See you later, Trent. You are edited out. He is legit muted right now. <laughs> all right, you're back. You're back. I felt bad. <laughs> uh, uh dead, dead 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 to the bone 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 wow like that? that was impressive um yeah, that was really good that'll be the new bumper dead to the bone i'll write I, you a check for 333 for that I'll, one i'll take it it's not nothing um this I, like i said my uh fifth time i've said it, my daughter's birthday was recently the past few years for her birthday she's had her party or whatever but then i will take her kind of like on a shopping spree mm-hmm. we'll go eat the food she wants to eat whatever restaurants and we'll you know buy a couple of things that she wants and it's it's kind of her day to do that and while it hasn't happened yet in a few days it will happen and it is it will absolutely be a win for me because um she'll she'll get to go to the places she wants and, and she'll buy some champion slides which apparently is a word for sandals i was not aware of i, I was gonna ask what a champion slide was okay it's sandals yeah oh Got for it. christmas she's like hey you know what i want i want a i want a black thrasher shirt i was like all right i don't know what the fuck that is so i just i, I took her list and I, I googled it and it was just like a skateboarding t-shirt okay i don't know what the fuck that is yeah, i've never heard of that black thrasher i was like oh are you in a death metal at 12 okay <laughs> that's yeah that's that's what i instantly went to right is it uh yeah. like like this generation's no fear shirts um probably yeah there's a um uh, i think it's kind of a skate shop it's got a kind of a douchey skate feel um at uh, <laughs> northwoods mall called zoomies okay and it's and, oh no yeah and so she and so she's into that you know they got skate decks in there t-shirts and i guess thrasher is a, a brand okay a big brand in, in skateboarding so she won't does she skateboard no oh just a poser totally a poser <laughs> man. An opposer, Hell yeah, man. i was a poser i had air walks <laughs> oh yeah there yeah we were <laughs> and you know what i never walked <laughs> you just uh, got got around in your wheelchair. I log rolled everywhere and uh, got the yeah the, the wheelchair out. Yeah, do you guys remember? Well, Trent, you're too young. You remember no? I, fear I don't even know what oh, airwalks yeah. are. You don't know what oh, airwalks are? For oh, shame! For shame! What? Shame on tennis you! Tennis shoes. They were the cool tennis shoes in early '90s, maybe. Yeah, they're like the the. the Kind of the chucks of their times, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, skaters. Yeah, I was. Shoes. I was just being born in the early nineties. Yeah, they so. sometimes had like the checkerboard <laughs> pattern on them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. And no fear right. was like the skater shirts that you wore without being a skater. I had several no fear shirts. I think I had a couple too. Um, and then I, I never had one of these, but you remember the Big Johnson shirts? <laughs> no, I you don't, don't remember, remember that? Those, no. It was a. It was like a skinny white guy. But like the joke, he was always holding something to make it look like he had a two-ton mega cock. <laughs> but like he, it, like, but that was the that was the whole joke of the shirt. It was like, right. hey, check out this cartoon with a with a huge dick. It was just a line of big dick shirts. Yeah, it'd be like girls in bikinis around this real skinny, pale white guy, and they'd be holding yeah. like a big beer bottle, like where his dick would be. And it's like, oh, big. You guys, I can't believe you ever heard of no, Big Johnson. I haven't heard of that one. I want to no, look it up on your computer right, and I'm be put Google on the it. same list that uh, Trent was trying to get you on earlier. I gotta Google it. Well, should I Google Big Johnson? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm doing it. Big Johnson. He's doing it. Oh, hey, that's 
I think you have to type in shirts, guys. Yeah, yeah type it. Definitely remember the word shirt at the end. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Big Johnson. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I, I got this shirt. Are you, oh, you got it yeah. too, Trent? Yeah, dude with the fire hose. Right? Yep. With, there is yeah. Dick. And he's a skinny white guy, right? Yep. I, I probably yeah. haven't seen one of those shirts in at least 10 years, if yeah. not more. But Here's him surrounded by bikinis, like you said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the yeah line of poker chips where his dick should be. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, just a lot of phallic humor. And, yeah. and you know what? Someone, somewhere out there, there's a mansion that Big Johnson built. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, here he's carrying a big, uh, I don't know. I don't know what that is. A snowboard? Oh, a tongue depressor. It's just like oversized. It's a dad win. Yeah. I, what about hypercolor? Remember hypercolor shirts? Oh, yeah. They changed colors. You could breathe on your shirt and it'd be a different color. Yeah, but it, was it, all, it gave us all cancer, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they weren't. It wasn't healthy for you, yeah. Oh, see, this is the fashion that Trent missed out on being younger. Silk mm-hmm. shirts. Yeah, missed out. Shirts. Let's go with that. <laughs> Trent, what's the equivalent now for your generation? What's something you look back on? You'd be like, uh, "Oh, that was that's fucking shit." Uh, the the thing like the the thing that comes to mind for me is um, like uh, what are those? The big MMA t-shirts uh tap out t-shirts oh, okay. like, yeah yeah that have like big tap out across it and, like maybe the ed hardy was, like, shirts too yeah ed hardy, oh, ed hardy and like the that. uh monster like the just the monster branded clothes like the t-shirts oh, okay like, yeah just that's what all the douchebags were and so that's why like, yeah, i guess okay that's good it's kind of like the same thing good so. call yeah yeah, I guess I was the douchebag of the early 90s wearing my No Fear shirt. I wore No Fear shirt. I thought it was cool. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Man. I still remember when it had like a hand wrapped around a spine that was like bloody, like it had been ripped That's out of somebody's body, and it said, uh, no spine, no fear, or some shit like that. Yeah, it was, uh, I was very <laughs> proud of that generally, shirt. I read that one. Don't, don't people say like, get a backbone to like, to say like, be brave? So wouldn't that be counterintuitive? Yeah, you'd think so. I'm actually going to Google that shirt. I need to I need to refresh my memory on this one. Put that on your no Amazon fear. wish list. Spine shirt. <laughs> yeah, no. did, you, did you have any uh, dad wins, Trent? Um, uh, yeah, kind of. So uh, earlier this week, um, we I chaperoned a field trip for my son's preschool, and uh, I was the only dad there. And it was it was kind of a cool thing because like most of the time like uh, I guess it's just like that kind of class mom thing and um, I had the day off and I I was asked and so I went and we went to the Peoria Playhouse out there at Glen Oak Zoo hell yeah and it was awesome like I'd never been there and uh, some of the other kids whose parents couldn't come uh, got paired up with me and Bentley and so I was kind of surrogate dad to four other kids and it was. It was a great time. All the little, all the little guys that were Bentley's age got to hang around me, and we had a bunch of fun. So, I'd say that was probably the the coolest day of my week. Yeah, that is cool, and it's. Uh, I mean, I, I would even say that's an example of giving up being cool too, because like, that's not a cool thing to go be right. the classroom mom, you <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun, and I do that too, Trent. I I work from home, and I'm you know really close to my daughter's school, so every Friday I go and I'm the recess helper, and it's all moms and me. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. And, yeah right. uh, <laughs> but it's best. really cool. I, I feel like I have this very narrow window. And Jason, you're probably nearing the end of this window where like your kid loves you and wants you around and uh, is like proud uh, of you when, you know, when she sees me, like her eyes light up and she comes and gives me a hug. And I'm like, 
this ain't gonna last very long. I mean, 13, 14, <laughs> she's gonna be like, oh yeah. God, Dad's here again. <laughs> I've always said that there is a clock ticking over her head, and uh, you know you can't see it, and she doesn't know about it. But um, when she was in uh, grade school, still up until about fourth grade, you could uh, you could go to her grade school and you could have lunch there. And I don't think a lot of the parents did. And I would come and I would bring like some Thai food that she really liked or something. Mm-hmm. And then we'd sit and eat it. And um, one one day she says, "Dad, I don't think um, I don't think you should come anymore." And I said, "You, it, you like embarrassed, you're embarrassed?" And she's like, I, "I just yeah, I don't think like no one else is really doing it, and I don't think we should do it." And I my feelings weren't really hurt. I was sad mm-hmm. because I, I knew it, uh, yet another chapter had closed. Right, it's like the end of an era. Yeah. Right. But like, yeah. I totally, I don't want to embarrass her in, in ways that are honestly can be embarrassing. And, and there's some shit that it, it's, it's dumb and in your head, but I get that. And, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to stand in her way that. So I put that behind me, but yeah, there, there are things like that that I see all the time. And, and I, th- I think they're, they're starting to come more rapid now. Right. And um, it's my only child. So, it's, it, that's actually very sad to me. <laughs> um, but um, what, what can you do? You, you um, I don't want to make a big deal. I, like stigmatize it. You right. know, I don't. I don't want to make a big deal. Right. Like, oh, come you on, let's still do this. Or yeah, like yeah. I don't want to have a, a, a pity lunch at her right. school. <laughs> you know, that's so stupid. Like, how the fuck old that's am I? Sad. You know. So um, you just deal with those things and you move on and you keep your fingers crossed that they will not hate you to the point that another little door will open up right. somewhere. So that's all I can do. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's the whole idea of parenting, right, is to form your child into their own person, right? And so eventually that means detaching from you. That's just sort of, uh, yep, that's, that's what it, it means to be a parent, yep. is mm-hmm. that eventually you stop being a parent. Um, but yeah, it does. I, I've, I've noticed that too, the little milestones that I hit. It's just yeah. like, oh, I'm going to miss that. <laughs> I'm going to miss that one too, you know, but... Yeah, it's something else always comes in. But one day I was uh, dragging, like you know, when, when they're real small, they have monster car seats, just these yeah. huge things. And I remember I was switching the monster car seat from one vehicle to another, and my stepdad was like, "Oh, I," he's kind of joking around. I was like, "Hey, I bet you're really gonna miss doing that, huh?" And I, and I he's like, "He's like, you know what? I yes, to a degree, <laughs> I will because I will know." That she has grown out of that, and we've moved. and I, I wasn't being like an asshole to him. But I was like, you know what? I kind of I think I will miss it, honestly. Yeah. And you do because that that's it. It's you will never once that is put away, you will never get it back out. Yep. So I try to remind, my, remind myself of that when I'm doing this recess duty, like tomorrow when it's 12 degrees and I'm standing out there like a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> this is like gonna end, and in five years I'll really miss. Oh sure, doing it, you yeah. know. So it's uh, yeah, you gotta kind of remind yourself of that. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving every minute as much as I can. Cause That's it's good. Like I know, I know it's gonna be one of those days where they're like, "Hey, he's like in seventh grade. You can't just come in here." I'm like, "Please let me in." <laughs> <laughs> right. It's coming. It's all coming. It's all right though. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. That's enough. What are we plugging, yeah. Jason? What do you got? Plug some. Um. If, if you like podcasts, I suppose you could check out Couch Pilots. You've heard Blake on here plenty. Um, him and I do a show about television programs that have only one episode. Trent, I expect you to come on at some time. Uh, Tim, you've been on it a few times. Mm-hmm. I think time. I think it's fun. Yeah, we have a good time doing it. It's a good time. And then I also do a show called The Importance of Seeing Ernest. It's about everyone's favorite redneck spokesperson, Ernest P. Worrell, and all of his misadventures. So check that out if you like if you like podcasts. Trent, <laughs> plug away. What do you got? Uh, I have, uh, well, another, I, I, I would say it's, it's a lot less fun 
parenting show, but I, I do a, a, a show called Part-Time Parent, uh, which has so far just been me. Um, but I, I've had a, a few interviews that I'm, I'm putting together, and uh, I have a couple new interviewees uh, here on this call that I'm going to eventually get on, I'm sure. And so uh, that's just my kind of story about being a, a part-time dad and, and kind of the whole the whole deal. So um, it's it's pretty good. And then the other one, if you're uh, you kind of into D&D and whatnot, I have a, a an actual play D&D podcast with a bunch of my friends. So it's called Do or Dice Podcast. Cool. Where do they find it? Yeah. I'll just Google uh, it. Yeah, doerdicepodcast.com, uh, Twitter, Facebook, um, all of your download places. Oh, that's right. Podcast. So. I have a super podcast that I'm always really proud of and always eager to talk about and not embarrassed of at all called Challenged. It's about the world's <laughs> shittiest reality show on MTV that I'm far too old to watch. <laughs> Most of our People list. love it, man. People <laughs> love it. It's great, and I'm, I'm happy to do it. It's a fun show to do, but it's... Uh, yeah, I'm watching a show that I that <laughs> like. Come on, come on, man. What am I the, doing? The thing is, life? I don't even watch the show, but I, I enjoy the podcast. You listen? So. To the, don't listen to the podcast, Trent. Don't. No, talk. I I I've started. Li- I've list. I've like been listening to all of the podcasts in the pot, uh, Peoria Podcast Alliance. Mostly, you know, kind of filtering through them. But like, I've not even like I never watched MTV growing up. I've not never even heard of the challenge until talking to you and meeting you and then i started listening to the podcast and i'm a fan so that should be a a resounding kind of review of saying hey it's actually a pretty good podcast so listen to it you should start watching the show (laughs) season 33 just started or or definitely (laughs) don't watch it um you i mean you like doing it though i do you like doing it yeah Yeah, yeah. and you do you do that with uh wolfie as you call him yeah and uh, amanda and is it is mainly you guys but hill jumps in sometimes Hill jumps in i'd say a third of the shows or so okay but other than just the three of you right Mm -hmm. but it's a good way to get together with your friends right it's just a fun time to meet up and talk yeah and uh we're gonna start i mean trent you mentioned the peoria podcast alliance so there is a new shitty reality show on mtv coming out called uh I don't even know what the fucking name of it is. It's going to be real stupid. It's about, uh, <laughs> they, they find these MTV reality stars, right? And then they say, like, who their celebrity hookup, who they'd want to be with. And they find people that look like that person. And, to, and it's like a dating show where you're dating, like, a, a, a group of people that look like a famous person. Something I'm about pretty sure every word you just wow. said was a lie. And, and There's I, no way that I that's wish a, it was. No, this is, TV show. It's fucking absurd. But. I was convinced that you were going to say <laughs> they sleep with them and then they talk about it. <laughs> they might. I haven't seen. I have oh, not seen the God. show. And I, to be honest, I don't really want to watch the show. But the thing is, they're taking a lot of these challengers and putting them on this show. And so I thought it'd be fun to get like do a cycle with the Peoria Podcast Alliance people. Like I'll make you watch these shows, like how I made you watch Fear Factor. Thank with, you. Uh, with the challenge people, and this is like another shitty yeah, reality yeah. MTV show with the with the challenge people. Uh, but it'd be fun to it'd just be fun to get people. I, on yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Without having yeah, to watch sure. 33 seasons of a uh, show and get up to speed uh, with it, I know, I know. So if you guys want to uh, watch this fucking bizarro show, oh yeah, we can't wait. I speak for Trent. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to now. I'll send you a link to the show. It's something about clones. Clones is in the title of it. It's all fucked up. It's super bizarre. Oh my god, awful. Yeah, totally. Um, all right, well, you got your uh, dad joke queued up there, or what? Oh, me? Yeah. Uh, but first, uh, find us online, because I said so.pub. You can follow us on Twitter or Facebook. I don't know why you would. There's nothing there. Emails for advice. 
bisspodcast at gmail.com. B-I-S-S podcast at gmail.com. Oh, man, I love tacos. I had a, a tongue taco the other day, and someone said, uh, it's the only taco that can taste you. Good night. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.